Welcome to Ladder Talk Live, a podcast for leaders, thinkers, and future makers, covering topics like personal branding, self-awareness, networking, fear, and career management. I'm your host, I'm Coach Polina. Good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. Happy, what's today? Monday. Happy Monday, I hope. Everyone is preparing for an amazing start to their weekend, or excuse me, their week. Goodness gracious, it's Monday, y'all, and you know how that is. So I'm super excited to have each and every one of you joining me today. If you are having an amazing Monday, go ahead and let me know in the chat. If this is your first time joining us, welcome, welcome, welcome to Lather Talk Live. I am your host. I'm Coach Melina, and we are in for another fantastic week of information. We are live in multiple places. So if you happen to see me pivot from screen to screen, it is a result of multi-streaming in, in various locations. So we are live on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitch, YouTube, and Entra. Wherever you are watching this live, please, please, please hit the subscribe button, hit the like button for this episode and every episode that you are joining us live on. This is an interactive show, so I would love, love, love to hear from each and every one of you. Let me know, you know, what's your week looking like ahead? If this is your first time joining, where are you located? We want to uh, have you be a part of the show. So go ahead and let me know exactly what you're experiencing, what your week is looking like, etc. Today, as you can see, we are in a different location. Um, and so as we travel with Ladder Talk Live, you guys will get to join me on this journey. This week, we are diving into a brand new topic. Super excited to share it with you. And uh, each and every week, we, we, we focus on one topic a week. And we expand on that, and on that particular topic. We dive in deep every week on a new topic. Last week, we had another fantastic week on the future of work. And this week we're talking about the power of connection. So if you are looking for ways and strategies to engage and network with people, looking for opportunities to thrive in your space, this week is going to be for you. Today, we are going to be talking about how to build bridges between people, groups, and communities. So one of the most important aspects of any business is going to be, of course, communication. Whether you're working with colleagues in a team or talking to customers through, through your product, there's no getting around it. You need to be able to communicate effectively. But what if you're trying to build a bridge between people who have different backgrounds? What if they are coming in from completely different cultures? How do you get them to communicate? So in this episode, we're going to be talking about how to build bridges between groups, people, and communities so that you can communicate better with everyone in your life. So as I said, it is a jam-packed, exciting um, live today. So let me know once again in the chat if you have any questions, thoughts on the topic, feel free to chime in, let me know. And before we get started, hit the share button and then come back and let me know that you've done it. Make sure you share this live with who, with your audience so that once again, they have the opportunity to improve their power of connection and build amongst that. So let's go ahead and get started. So what I'm going to be sharing with you today are some, some of the top 11 tips, I'd like to say, some, some tips to help you specifically improve your power of communication and tips to help build those bridges between people, communities, and groups. So number one, create a safe space 
for all people to express themselves. We talk about this pretty frequently, but I continue to bring it back up because as new people watch the show, it's important for them to understand where we're always coming from. And, and the power of community is building trust, building that safe place to engage with, with each other. So when you're building those communities, when you're building those groups and, and connecting with people, create a safe space for people to express themselves without judgment, without um, preconceived notions, without bias, right? Make sure you're creating a place for them to feel heard, empowered, and encouraged to express themselves. Listen, number two, listen to people and their concerns. People typically will tell you exactly how they're feeling. It's your job to listen. Don't assume, don't listen with the intent to respond. Listen with the intent to just listen, to just absorb what they're feeling, to absorb what they're going through. Not everything requires a solution. Sometimes people just want to feel heard. How can you help that person feel heard? Number three, build open-minded, or excuse me, be open-minded, but also willing to stick to your guns when necessary. So as I continue to say, it is absolutely, um, absolutely necessary that you are allowing people to feel, uh, to, to express themselves. You have to be willing to hear what others have to say, perspectives, opinions, things of that nature. So again, when you are listening to people's feedbacks, when you're hearing from others, do it from a perspective of, of openness. Being open-minded to perspective is the key of being a, a good to great leader. Being open to perspective makes you a great leader. That makes That's the difference. If you're looking like, what's the difference between good and great? That is, how are you receiving information? Are you, again, looking for uh, constantly to answer something or are you just looking to understand, build that level of understanding? That is the difference, in my opinion, from good to great. Number four, ask questions that help you understand the other person's point of view. Make it a conversation. In order to truly be able to uh, have an enlightened opportunity of understanding between two people or a group of people, you have to make it a conversation. It can't just be one side talking to the other side, talking to the other side. It has to be a group of people or two people who are conversing back and forth with their opinions and perspectives, respecting each other's opinions. You may not always agree with what one person may be saying, but at least respect them enough to listen and enough for them to be heard. Number five, acknowledge the other person's concerns, even if you don't agree with them. It is so, how many times have you all experienced, you know, being patronized or you know that a person is just not really engaging with you, not really listening to what you have to say. They're just kind of waiting to, to defend themselves. There is not a, a need to constantly go into a conversation feeling like the need to be right. You may not have it. There is no rule that says you must always be right. So go into it just with acknowledging the person's concern. Let them know that you hear them. 
you may not always relate because you may not have had the same experiences that they may have had, but at the very least, acknowledge it. Let them know that they've been heard. Try and put yourselves in their shoes, even if you don't always meet eye to eye. That's where that respect comes in. We can respectfully disagree, but there are places where that, in many places, that's okay. All right? Number six, read the room. I cannot say enough how important it is to read the room, read the audience. Don't hop on this box with your, you know, I'm right, I'm right, I'm right. When you look at the look around and no one else is feeling what you've got to say, read the room, choose your battles. It may not be the time to stand up on that um, soapbox advertising for, for your right to do this, that, or the other. Read the room. You have to be able to adjust to the environment because you would need to be able to fight another day, as they say. Give yourself the space to be able to say, you know what? I'm not equipped. I may not have all of the information. So let's revisit this. Let me come back to this. Versus now just kind of, well, just talking just to, to talk for namesake and then you kind of lost your, your footing because it's not the right environment to really share this information in. Read the room. This is going to sustain you for longevity. I'm telling you now, this is where, where you, you will have longevity in this life. Because if you are constantly in a place where you have to, once again, be right, you have to get your point across, you have to have to do this, do that, and do the other thing, you're never gonna get far. You, it's impossible because it's not always gonna be a place of, of space for that. So read the room. Number seven, listen. And as I said, ask questions. Ask the right questions. Feel, feel how people are responding to what you are saying, right? That goes back to reading the room, but are people providing you one word answers? Are people providing you um, uh, more detailed responses? Are they, what's their body language? Are they leaning in? Are they engaged? Or have they crossed their arms and checked out? Because I, if you have the skill set to be able to bring them back in, then do that. But if you are improperly trained on how to bring someone back in after they fully remove themselves from the situation, you may need to revisit it. Cut the conversation short. Thank you for your time. Catch you next week, depending on the situation. Because no one wants to go into a situation talking, 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 and it's not being received. If the other person, you can only have a conversation one between one person and another, two ways, right? Or a group of people. But having a conversation with yourself is really not getting you anywhere, unless it's a podcast, right? So how are you able to do that? Going back into, of course, reading the room. Now, in terms of the next one, find common ground. This is how you bring someone back into the conversation. It's important to do your research on people, especially when you're trying to get them to buy into your, to, into you as a, as a person, as a business owner, as a, as a candidate, whatever the case is, is find that common ground. What can you both relate on? Did you go to the same school? Did you have similar upbringing? Did you watch the same TV shows? Do you enjoy the same um, extracurricular activities? Do you do the same type of job? What can you relate on? What, 
What commonalities do you have? You must find that and you must find it fast. Anytime you're going into a situation, if you ever engage with me on a personal level, especially in a, in a group setting, you'll notice about me, I'm very quiet at first because I'm assessing the room. I'm assessing the room. I, I find conversations and, and networking kind of like a, a, a double dutch, double dutch, I think that's what it's called, where you kind of have to find your way into the conversation where you can add true value versus just kind of throwing yourself into a conversation. So I assess where everyone is in the conversation, what, what they seem to be interested in talking about. And if I have something I can relate on, I jump in. Finding that common ground. But in order to find it, you've got to listen. Or if you have, have not done your, your research, do your research. It's a requirement. Before every meeting when I have with another business owner or a candidate or whoever it may be, I'm always doing my research. I'm looking them up. What school do they go to? What background do they have? Where do we match up? You'll always find something, something. And if you can't find it, when you have that conversation, you should be looking for it. That's where that small talk comes in, where you can talk about, oh, what did you do this weekend? Oh, I did this, this, and this. Oh my gosh, I was just doing that last week. Build that common ground. Do you both have children? If they disclose it first, depending on the, the, the situation, what common ground do you have that you can build upon? Then that's how you quickly build trust. Because once a person or a group of people find you trustworthy, then they, their body language will lean in with you. They'll buy into more of what you're saying, right? They'll begin to want to authenticate. Well, who is this person? What, what do they bring to the table? And, and how can we collaborate in some way, even if it's just for that conversation? Number nine, be transparent and honest. Some of us go through uh, conversations and networking thinking you have to be this certain person. But then when it's time to actually be the person, you're still in training and they're like, mm, I thought you just said you did this, but you don't. Be honest, y'all. Don't be somebody you're not. Be, please don't. Because eventually the mask will start to slip and who you are will eventually pop in and then either they will accept you or not accept you. But wouldn't it be better for them to just know who you are in the beginning? Wouldn't it just be best for that to, to present yourself as who you are in the beginning? Now, in a professional setting, of course, I'm not saying, you know, you're, you're going to come out here doing all this, that and the other. I am saying be who you are, personality. If you have an outgoing personality, be that outgoing per person with an outgoing personality. Be you. That's the best person you can be is yourself. Number 10, it's okay to be wrong. It's okay to be wrong. It's okay to accept someone else's perspective. It's okay to adopt a new perspective. It's okay to learn from the people that you're engaging with. It's okay to identify, you know what? I like your idea better. I like your idea better. Give people credit where it's due. Please don't think it's all about you. Because every conversation I have, most of which I'm learning. Do I have something to bring to the table? Absolutely, of course, every table. But there's also times people have something better to provide me. I have an opportunity to learn. For example, 
this past weekend, y'all, I went and participated in my first golfing event. I went to what they call a scramble. I'm not really sure what that is still, but we played golf. That's all I know. And I was the least qualified person on the course, if you ask me. (laughs) I was telling a friend of mine last night, my golfing experience prior to this was top golf twice, uh, maybe five years ago, and a couple of putt-putt golfing seven to 10 years ago. So have not touched a golf club in five years, at least. So going on to this golf course with professionals at Disney this past weekend, I was, I had some imposter syndrome. What am I doing here? Why am I here? I I do want to network, but are they going to laugh at me? But I was humble and I knew I didn't know everything. I was willing to learn. I was willing to lean in. I was willing to take advice from people who knew more than me in this setting. There may be other rooms I may be more qualified to have conversations about one thing, but then there's going to be other rooms I'm not. And I'm not ashamed to say I don't know. Now, but by the time I left, because we did 18 holes, I was able to now say I'm a little bit more skilled. My swing got a lot better, right? All the diff- I learned some rules about the clubs. Now, one session, am I a pro? I mean, maybe, I don't know, probably not. <laughs> but I am better than what I started it as. I was willing to take information and use it and learn and get better. So when you're going into situations with, with other professionals or other individuals, if they've gotten a little bit further in their career or a little bit further in their business and they have something to teach, be willing to receive it, right? Because what, what good would it have done me to say, well, you know, I played golf five years ago. It would have done me zero, no good because it wasn't relevant. I'm willing to just say, I don't know and ask for help. I haven't always been that way. But I have realized I will get further with help. That's just the truth. I will get further with help because I can't possibly know everything. I know I don't know everything. And I'm okay with that. What are you willing, as you're listening to me, what are you willing to say I don't know enough of if I'm in a room? And are you willing to ask for help? Are you really willing to ask for help? Because if you are not, what are you missing out on? What opportunities, what doors are you shutting based on thinking you need to be the best, the smartest person in the room? Thinking you need to be numero uno in all situations. How many doors are being shut because of that attitude? Some of us need to humble ourselves respectfully and identify, you know what? I don't know everything and I'm willing to learn. I'm willing to be taught. I'm, I'm willing to have an open mind towards something. Because I went into the situation thinking, golf is not for brown people. I don't know a whole lot of us that play golf. In fact, I don't know anyone personally that looks like me that plays golf. And I, the only brown skin person I know that plays golf at all is Tiger Woods. So I went into it with a lot of preconceived notions because I've not seen me there. But you know what? I was wrong. I said it. I was wrong. In fact, the people that I had the pleasure of playing with this weekend was predominantly looked like me on my team. We played with another set of 
more professional golfers that are more senior than us. And they enjoy, oh my gosh, the amount of joy that they had playing golf was inspiring. They were laughing and clapping and shouting and all this and that. And, and it was amazing to be a part of. I got excited participating in that. I was wrong. I came in it with ideas that I thought it was going to be this type of way, that it was going to be this type of environment. I was wrong, but I'm so glad that I was. Now I want to play golf. Now I'm like, let's do it again. <laughs> so what could you be wrong about that could be the best thing that you could experience that could open up so many more doors for you, so many more opportunities for you? Really start to look at why am I saying this isn't what I want? Why am I saying I don't want to be a part of this type of community? Is it because it was predisposed to me? Is it because this is what my family said or I was told this? Or is it truly your idea? And if it wasn't your idea, let's give it a chance. It's like kids, right? They say, I don't want that. You tell them it's chicken, they're like, okay, I'll eat it. Oh, this is good. Well, that's steak, <laughs> right? How many times do you have to encourage your child to say, you know what, let's try something new. We're not gonna have spaghetti every night. How many times have you had to encourage them and to be right? Because they came into it with bias. How many of you are saying, I don't want that? And that's the bias talking. That's not actual um, experience telling you that. It's biased. It's something that someone else embedded into you, possibly. And what can you get out of that? How can you get past it? You deserve to be able to be open-minded to opportunities. And number 11, my absolute favorite one, don't assume anything. Don't assume anything. I went into that golf experience with my mind wide open. I am here and I'm going to make the best out of my experience. I'm going to do the best that I can. I may not be perfect and I'm okay with that, but I'm here. I'm going to bring me to the table. Best decision I ever made. Because now I have a new perspective. Now I'm an advocate. Now I can do different things. Now I have a whole new perspective on certain um, things that I'm experiencing. And now it's opening up relationships that I would not have had otherwise. It's, it's opening me up to opportunities I would not have had if I didn't participate. So that's why I ask you, how many of you are shutting the door on opportunities that you never even opened your mind to because you didn't open your mind? How many doors are you closing because you didn't even try? So I challenge you this week, I challenge you this week to look back on some things and opportunities that have presented themselves that you're saying, you know, I'm not, I don't want to do that. I, I'm not interested in that. Are you really not interested or have you have kind of impressions on that? Is it because someone told you something, but you've never actually experienced it for yourself? When you meet me, if, if you're lucky enough to ever have me as your coach, you'll you'll see, and my my clients can attest to this if they're if they're watching live, I'm not sure, but they can attest to this. I do not imprint my my own experiences to to my clients. I let them decide what they want. 
Now I'll help them explore what that could mean for them so that they're making an educated decision. But I do not, I do not embed my perspective. I do not do that because I want them to have a full uh, understanding of what they want and let them come to the decision on their own. Because what I would hate is for them to say, you know, 10 years later, well, she said it was this, and now I finally did it myself, and it wasn't at all that. I want you to try everything. If you say, I want to try and be a, a pilot, then a doctor, then a lawyer, that's your business. Let's do it. I'm your biggest, I'm your number two cheerleader. You should be your number one cheerleader. I'm number two. So you have to try things to identify if you do or don't like them. And as you're building communities, you have to build a community that is inviting so people can engage with each other and create relationships with one another, but also learn from each other. Learn from each person's experience. And once again, you're allowed to be influenced at times, right? It, it pays to ask people's perspectives on, you know, what was it like in this country? What was it, your travel experience like? All of these things, because you'll be able to now be a little bit more prepared in certain situations. But sometimes you just have to experience it for yourself. You just have to experience it for yourself. That's the key, right? That's what's building that level of trust within you. You have to trust your own experiences by living them. That's it. That's what you have to do. That's what's going to make you the best version of yourself. So once again, I challenge you this week to really reflect what are some of the things that you've been hesitating to do, hesitating to entertain because of preconceived notions that have been given to you, but you've not had a personal experience. I challenge you this week to try it. Say yes to a few more things. Say yes to a few more opportunities. Say yes. What do you have to lose except learning? And that's free. It's free to learn. So I challenge you to do that today, this week. I'm going to check on you and find out what you've been learning, what you've been experiencing, and what you have said yes to. The rest of this week, once again, we're going to be talking about the power of connection. Tomorrow, we're going to be talking about how to use the power of connection to achieve your goals. So if you are looking to find out a little bit more about a little bit more, feel free to tune in tomorrow at 11 a.m. Eastern. We are here Monday through Friday, again, at 11 a.m. Eastern. And uh, we have a lot of exciting things. I've got a couple of new articles published in Forbes. So be sure to, to, to search for those. If you are not a part of my email list, you won't know what's going on. So go to my uh, website, careerbossacademy.com, sign up. We've got a lot of great things going on. Got some new products launching soon specifically for you. So be on the lookout for that so it can help you to achieve the best version of yourself and become the person you're looking to become. But to be in the know, you need to be subscribed. Uh, wherever you are watching this, again, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. Would love, love, love to have you a part of the show, uh, a guest or a listener. You both matter tremendously to me. If you're listening to this and you say, you know what? I really, 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 really want to be a part of her show. It seems to be really great. She's got great energy. I want to be a part of it. Go to laddertalklive.com, sign up to be a guest. We have guests every week providing their perspective and experiences on different topics. So we will have a guest this week. So tune in for that and make sure you're subscribed. So you get the notification uh, that we are going live again and uh, we'll see you all tomorrow. I hope you have a fantastic rest of the day and thanks for tuning in. See you tomorrow. Bye. 
Hey, thanks for watching the latest episode of Ladder Talk Live. That last episode was jam-packed full of information. I know I took a lot of notes. I hope you were able to do the same. If you find yourself at the end of this episode wondering how to get your career back on track, or if you need just a little bit of career clarity, make sure you go to coachwalina.com to sign up for your free complimentary career consultation. Let's get your career aligned to where you're looking to go next. Again, we're here to help everyday people live extraordinary lives. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel and wherever you watch the podcast so you are in the know when new episodes launch and new opportunities to learn are available. I'll talk to you soon.